Welcome to the Wicked Wealthy Woman podcast. I'm Gina Marie, and I am your holistic success coach, here to help you heal, not hustle your way to success. I'm gonna show you how to discover and unleash the wicked wealthy woman you are inside. You'll be able to dream big, believe big, and become big as we heal, feel, and unleash the wicked wealthy woman you are. Welcome to the first episode of Wicked Wealthy Woman. I'm your host, Gina Sampson. I'm so happy that you're here joining me today as we're talking about making money using your voice. There are so many women out there that have this capability but are afraid and don't know how to do it. They're fearful of using their voice out of fear of rejection, overwhelm, or even because they're so conditioned to be the good girl and not speak out. Everything comes back to worthiness. Not using your voice is feeling like you don't matter. Your voice is there. You have to unleash and unlock it and move past the conditioning and programming. My guest today has done just that. I can't wait for you to meet her. You know, the reason I intentionally started off with the podcast with this topic is because you know I talk about becoming your very own wicked wealthy woman, mind, body, and spirit. But I want to make it very clear that spiritually, wealth of the mind, body, and spirit is at the basis, the core of everyone's holistic success. But, and a huge but, is that I also want every single woman to know and understand that there is absolutely nothing wrong with money and with making lots of it. Because truthfully, this is exactly how we change the world by empowered, wealthy women making decisions, using their voices, and actually creating the change our world and people need right now. Today on the show, we have Liz Spotic. Liz believes women aren't born warriors, but become them through radical self-acceptance. She inspires women to access their inner warriors through curated masterminds, coaching, speaking engagements, and workshops. Liz hosts the top-rated Conversations with Warrior Women podcast, where she interviews women across the country who have learned to love their fear and leap for greatness personally and professionally. Liz is on the board of Moms in Office, Don't Hide It, Flaunt It, and the advisory board of the She Angels Foundations. Liz, welcome to the show. Lady, I am so glad to be here, and I am thrilled that you are joining this podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm rock. so excited. I can scream. And you know I owe this to you, really, seriously. I love you. I know we're going to jump into it, but it's all about how you seriously help women to really find their voice and their power and unleash it, and I'm so grateful for you. Well, I mean, there, your voice needs to be heard. Your story needs to be told. And I think you will help so many women. So it's important for me to encourage you to use your voice at all times, because I also think, you know, you got to lead from the bench. I think there's this myth, right? That when you start using your voice, it has to always be about like the positive, great stuff. No, the, when we want to hear from you is when you're going through the things so that we know we can go through the things. So mm-hmm. I love that about you, G. You're so real and you tell the truth. And that's what I think women want. Uh, I love you. And you know what I think women want? I know when want, what women want is to become and feel their warrior self. And I know that you say women aren't born warriors. They become them. Tell me more about that. 
Well, I mean, listen, some kids are born warriors. Some babies are born warriors. My my son was in the hospital for 52 days, almost died, almost had brain damage, almost had his arm amputated. So he's been a warrior since he was born. But I think, you know, in all reality, most women, they're not necessarily a born a warrior, you know, but over time, there's a lot of things we go through, you know, whether we have a kid with special needs or we have a divorce or we lose someone close to us or we have a career change, or we're fired, or we lose all our money, or we make a lot of money and then lose a lot of money. But we go through things, you know, we have friendships that come to an end. And I think over those times, we go through these hard things. And then what happens is we forget that we went through hard things and we Mm. think we can't get through it. Like I have women who say, I just don't think I can do it. I'm like, well, you are going to do it because you did it before and you're going to do it again. I mean, you almost need to be kind of good at knowing that this is kind of what life is, right? That things come up, that you're capable of handling it, but that you have to kind of let yourself feel it and heal it and move through it. And sometimes you have to sit in those uncomfortable places. And that's what being a warrior is all about. You know, I think when I first started my first community, the warrior moms, and I was, you know, all I was talking about being a warrior. In the beginning, I thought, I think I was talking about resilience. Since then, I've really and you and I have talked about this since then. Mm-hmm. Now I think resilience is kind of bullshit because honestly, I think resilience is how women just push through and don't feel right. Like they, they don't think they're allowed to kind of sit in something and feel it. And I think you do need to feel it. I think you do need to sit in it. Sometimes you don't sit in there forever. You're not a victim living in victimhood, but that you let yourself feel it, that you let yourself have the emotion so that you can go through it. You can't hot potato it away. It's not going anywhere. It's just going to come out in another form. It's going to come out in shopping, drinking, yelling at your husband and kids. So you might as well let yourself go there and it's not going to kill you. It's just something you need to move through. So to me, the definition of being a warrior and becoming a warrior is taking that time for yourself and asking yourself, what do I need? What do I need right now? Like, wow, my in-laws are over right now and they're really triggering me. And I'm really feeling like I want to just jump down their throats. What do I need right now? You know what? I'm going to take a little shower and I'm going to peace out of this living room for a minute. And I'm going to take a little break because otherwise I'm going to attack these people. That is being a warrior. That is so beautiful asking yourself what you need versus, right? Like sometimes when we think of a warrior, we think like a warrior is a fighter, right? And it's not about fighting. It's about being a warrior for yourself. I love that. Like yes, that Gina. Amazing list. Yeah. that's it. Yes. Look at that goosebumps. I love you. And you know, something else that you said, I think more than once I was like, oh my God, she's like ding, 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 ding. Is that something that you said before is that you used to be a neck upper, right? And I know that so many women can relate to that myself included, even though in the past I used to talk about how, oh, I'm so in touch with my emotions. I'm so great at acknowledging my emotions and moving through them. But having a conversation with our fellow friend and colleague, Nikki, that I was even pushing through, not acknowledging that I was a neck upper with going through losing two parents in 13 months and lots of other things in the past were so conditioned and taught and believed to that, suck it up, rub it off, keep going. You're the woman, take care of everything. And you don't have time to deal with the emotions or you think that you do, but you're not really going, here's where I'm getting at, is the deep level healing 
to help you really allow yourself to ask you what yourself, what you need right now. Yeah, absolutely. And the neck uppers, yeah. you know, we run from our feelings yeah. <laughs> because it feels uncomfortable because we're right. like, no, I need to think that away. Like I'm yeah. going to go clean out the closet. I'm going to go and talk to somebody. I'm going to, I'm just going to neck up this situation. Once you realize that it's all going to get stuck in your body, because we've talked about this a million times, right? The dis-ease, that's not an accident. Mm-hmm. You don't have ease. What do you create? Dis-ease in your body, disease. If you don't feel that, if you don't connect to your body, that that's not going anywhere. That's in there. So the more you just say, I'm a neck upper and I'm not going to deal with my feelings, my body, how I feel, ask myself what I need, that's not going away. So you can't just run away from it. I tried, I tried. If I, if you could run away from your feelings, I would, I've already done it. It doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so I think once you realize like, it's okay to feel things and it's okay to ask yourself, like, what do I need right now? Like, what yeah. do I need so I can get through this moment and feel better? You know, like, I think it's, I think it's really important. And I ask women, how often do you ask yourself, what do you need? And they say, Ever. they don't say a oh, once in a while, which would be even be something they say, I never do. Right. Because they hold on to that, the doing it all and the, and avoiding the feelings as it is a metal because I'm doing it all. And so I can handle it all and I can be everyone's all besides myself. They hold it like a metal versus the, because we're taught that it's weak, right? If we take care of ourselves and put ourselves not on the back burner. That's exactly what I actually learned from my mom growing up is she never took care of herself. I have goosebumps. She didn't take care of herself. She put everyone else first before herself. And she died at 68 with dementia, very young. And I learned from what she didn't do I know how to take care of myself. I put myself first because of what my mom didn't do. Yeah. And that is her legacy for you, G. And that's mm-hmm. what's so powerful. And she keeps coming back to you in so many forms, which is so amazing. Yes. You know you're on the right track and she's like yeah. all around you. She, uh, right now she's enjoying this. Let's just yeah. say she's enjoying yeah. this a hundred percent. But that's so cool that from her untimely death from losing her, which is a tragedy, that mm-hmm. you are going to leave that legacy for yourself and for your kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. What is it? We are breaking generational patterns here. That is what I'm so excited for people like you and myself that are here to do is break generational patterns and create the change and the shift. And that is so needed in the world right now. So powerful. So what I want to talk to you about is what I'm so super excited is that you are so amazing at using your voice, right? And so one would look at Liz, like I did in the beginning and think like, Liz just has it all together. Of course, she makes lots of money using her voice because she's been so successful. She's done stand up. She's been she's done stand up comic acting. And now you have a top rated podcast and are a coach. You're killing it. And I know you've made a lot of money doing all of these things. How did you get to this place of using your voice confidently and making money? Because, I, you know, this is so important for women. It's okay to make a lot of money and use your voice. It's not cocky and arrogant. So tell us, how did you do it? Well, I think it's a combination of things, right? It's giving yourself permission because for some reason we put the permission on somebody else. We're like, well, once my parents say it's okay. Well, if my friends think it's a good idea. Well, if my husband thinks it's a good idea, it's like, well, shit, if I wait for all those people to tell me, I'm probably never going to do it because you know what? 
You'll be dead. What they're going to say. <laughs> yeah. You have to give yourself permission. You have to call your own name. I make the big joke that when I was on Romper Room, the woman didn't call my name in the mirror. You know, they call the kids' names. They're like, Gina, Sarah. And she did not call my name. And on live TV, I took that mirror and I called my own name. And that to me is the best story for two reasons. A, that's the kind of balls you have when you're little, right? You're like, that woman did not call my name down. You know, but then something happens. We we like forget our power. We forget the power of our voice and to use our voice and to call our own name. And it's a simple thing, but you can't wait for someone to call your name. If there's something that you feel in your body, like you felt in your body, you wanted to start a podcast. I did too. If you feel that in your body, in your mind, your soul, like I want to do this, you cannot let some outside source control you know, what you think you're here to do. Like that's a divine download. You know, people call them ideas. I call them divine downloads because that only comes to certain people. Not everybody wants a podcast, G. Like there's a lot of them out there, but there's only one of your podcasts. So to me, you can't ignore that stuff. You have to A, give yourself permission. Second of all, it's like, you got to get off the runway. You know, I always laugh about people who are like, but they were like, well, I want to start a podcast. And I'm like, well, I'm going to help you. Amazing. Let's do this. And they're like, okay, well, let's do it next week. Okay, well, let's do it. Like, let's start in two weeks. Oh, you know what? Something happened. I'm going to start in a month. I'm like, I start watching them and I'm like, yeah, you got to get off the runway. Like get this plane up in the air. Like you've done all the prep. There's nothing else to do except to get, let's hit record and go there. And that's scary. It's scary to do, but you have to get yourself up the runway. Who cares how you do it, right? Mm. Like who cares if you mess it up, make a mistake, it's okay to try things and be playful about it and to be use levity. Like you, everything doesn't have to be so damn serious, you know? Mm, yes. And I think even with money, and we've talked about this, G, women have made money almost like the most painful and hard thing in the world. Like nobody wants to be playful with their work. And I think that's actually the key to making money. Mm-hmm. I think the less pressure I put on myself, like, oh my God, how much am I making this month? Guess what? Some months I don't do that great. I make up for it in the next three months. Who cares? You have to kind of let go of all this pressure you put on yourself and to not treat the thing that you love, which hopefully is this passion and job you're doing, not to treat it like a hot dog factory, G. We're not stamping out hot dogs here. We're podcasting. We're having chill. You and I are getting the chills. We have tears coming to our eyes. This is an experience. This is not a hot dog factory. Don't take the thing that you love and the thing that you care so much about and that you're launching and trying and playing with and treat it like, well, I'm just going to record seven podcasts today. Really? Why? <laughs> For what right. reason? Yeah. Like we, that's what we, we take something that we love and we just task, we task it <sighs> down, right? Until we just beat it to death. So I think it's giving yourself permission, getting off the runway and don't treat it like a hot dog factory. Ah, like mic drop, these nuggets, they're amazing. Write them down, everyone. Get a pen and paper, Liz is speaking. I love when you say, begin before you're ready. That's it. In this time and age, it's this pressure of women in business. I know that almost every single one of my clients, they have this fear of comparison of they can't start until they're a guru. Like, where did this even come from? Like, just start already. I think it also comes from how we treat our kids, by the way. It's like, oh, you have to be a professional baseball player. You're nine. Oh, like, don't get me going. Like, how about you <laughs> yeah. suck at baseball, but you're excited to be on the team? How yeah. about you want to do baseball one year and the next year you don't want to do it? Yes. I, mean, I think it's like that pressure is so ridiculous. 
And you're supposed to be perfect at everything. Where mm-hmm. is the learning period? Where is the yeah. learning curve? Where is the, I'm doing this for the fun and enjoyment and the learning of it? Why do we have to go to the end goal all the time? So I do like the begin before you're ready because I think, you know, you could sit on the runway a long damn time on the tarmac, G. And yeah. then there's all these months and years going by where you're like, ooh, but my, I'm going to wait till my kids are back in school. Ooh, I'm going to wait till my divorce is final. Ooh, I'm going to wait till I have enough money. What if that stuff never happens? Right. Yeah. And right. you know, I literally have to be so authentic and real with you. I was on the runway for a very long time. And I really, you know, it ties in with what you said about really letting loose and having fun. Because what I was doing for so long was following all of the gurus and the masters and everyone who was doing it and trying to do it their way. Because I thought they were successful, so I had to do it their way. And so recently, I have stepped so much into my power and just having fun and releasing the pressure, like you said, of it has to be this way, it has to be this way, I have to post this much, I have to do this, yada, yada, yada. And now I am just so energetically aligned and show up in such a different space and the things just flow to you. It's amazing. Amazing. And what would we do? If Oprah tried to do it everyone else's way, right? What would we do if Glennon Doyle had tried to do it everyone else's way? So, and then now they've become the gurus. See, this is what's so funny. We don't need, we are the gurus. You are the Mm -hmm. guru you're looking for because doing it their way is only going to do it their way. That's them. Every, if Glennon Doyle had decided to do it everyone else's way, she would have never told everybody, Hey, I'm a bulimic alcoholic. Now Mm -hmm. I'm a lesbian. I have a wife. Like, Thank God she's that example for people. So people can know, yes. guess what? Your life is going to take some twists and turns and you're going to have some highs and lows. And that is perfectly okay. It's perfectly yeah. okay to say, I have so much anxiety right now and I'm here talking to you and I'm just going to see how this goes. I, I love her for that. I love mm-hmm. her for that, for normalizing things like anxiety, right? So we thank God for those people. That is who we are supposed to be as well. Whatever you're supposed to be sharing, however, you, you maybe just needed to use your voice in your family. That may be just mm-hmm. as much as you need to use their voice that you're not using. So it doesn't matter exactly where or how it is. It's like, the, it's that you use it. It's that you use it. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly how I coach my clients is that, I'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do it. I'm going to help you unleash the realest you-ish you so that you can show up and be whatever it is that you're supposed to be here while you're here and feel fulfilled and empowered. That's it. Yes, that's it. Unleash you. Yes, I love it. Oh, God, you're epic. All right. So let's really seriously talk about this and break this through. How do you help women use their voice and break through the programming, break through that old programming that's holding them back? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times women will come into my masterminds. That's kind of their first. I mean, listen, a lot of people first listen to my podcast, right? And they're like, oh, this woman's crazy. I like her. She has different guests on. I try to bring on different people who have different stories so they can maybe hear their own story or one like it and feel and resonate. But usually the first way people work with me is through a mastermind. And the power of a mastermind is getting women in the room together because I think there's this feeling that women had. They're like, I'm the only one going through this. (laughs) I'm the only one who hates their husband. Take a number. (laughs) I'm the only one that has a teenager who I'm going to lose my mind over. Again, take a number. 
then they get in the room together and these things that they feel shame about and blame themselves for and these dreams that they had that just squash down and like just refuse to do they get in this room of complete strangers these women and suddenly they are literally take the thing that they've been trying to do for 15 years and they do it the first week of the mastermind they just do it yeah that thing they've been sitting on for 15 years And I think the power of it is, you know, when you're wounded and traumatized, which we all are wounded and traumatized at different points in our lives, it's not in your house alone. It's usually because of another person or something they said to you or a group of people, right? So get what better way to heal all that than to get into a safe space with some other women who hold space for you and work some of that through. So to me, that's the first, I, I start seeing these women using their voice in that group. I lead them through an experience. And it's so powerful because they start questioning everything. Like, wow, every time I'm out with my husband, he determines when we leave, like a party or an event. What if I started saying, like, when I wanted to leave? I'm like, yeah, what if? Like, I mean, I'm just telling you, this is what women tell me. Or they say, oh my gosh, I've had this idea for so long. I just don't know if it's any good. And I'm like, who cares if it's any good? If you want to do it, that's your divine download. Why can't you put it out there? Who cares? And they'll be like, well, yeah, why can't I? So I think being in that kind of a space where women hold you and where you feel safe and you can start using your voice in a safe space, because we all have those family members, G, who are like, what are you doing? Are those friends who are like, (laughs) how much is that going to cost? Right? Like you say one thing. You're like, I'm going to start a cupcake business. Well, there's a million cupcake businesses. Yes. I just want to like, literally trample your dreams. You know, I remember when I was starting a podcast and my mom's like, well, there's so many podcasts. Yep. At it. When I was like, mom, oh my God, I've hit, you know, 70,000 downloads. I'm all, my podcast is like, like gone viral, blah. I said, mom, isn't it great? She goes, there's so many podcasts. I was like, mom, like I can't even, I'm even telling her about my huge success and she can't take right. it, you know? Yeah. So she's much better now. She's much better. Your mom. I love you, mom. Yeah. She's, she's got, kind of come <laughs> along now. But my point is you can't, there's some people that are always going to kind of, because of their fear, they're yeah. always going yes. to kind of try to like lock you in a little bit. So when you're in a group of people who are kind of expansive and they have their own fears too, but they're working through things and you work through it together, it can be a really powerful thing. Yeah. It's amazing amazing the way that you curate your masterminds and the incredible women that you put in there together in that room. It's like, you don't even know before you know, but you know, before you know, and when you interview them and you put them in there and then it's just epic. It's like, you have this special Midas touch about putting women together. I have goosebumps. Like you're incredible at it. I am. And it's my zone of genius because we've talked about this, G, the difference between your zone of excellence and your zone of genius. Cause there's things we're good at. Like I'm actually, for example, I'm very good at marketing. That's just a thing I have. I'm very good at marketing. I used to have a social media agency, but my zone of genius is the thing I can do that has a flow. And I know that nobody else can do. I get these intuitive hits. Like if I put you in a group, I'll meet some woman and I'll be like, she needs to be in the room with Gina and I'll have my reasons. But then you get in the room and this woman literally tells me and says things that Things I could never know, connections I would never even have thought of. Mm. And they get in the room together and it's like this magic spark. It is amazing. And it happens every time. And each time I I even sometimes doubt it. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not going to happen this time. I don't know. No, it happens every single time. So it's been such a magic thing for me 
just to witness it happening. But I think it's it also speaks to this magic thing of why can't we use our intuition in our business? Ah, right? Amazing. Like it's part of yeah. our feminine energy. It's part of our feminine mystique that we can use intuition in our business. That's our, that's like a superpower women have. And I think, you know, when you see a woman in the boardroom and some guy comes in, they say something, the woman literally goes like this, Uh like we get hits all the time. These intuitive hits, it is so important to use those and you can use those for your business. How amazing is that? Yeah. And make it fun and ease, right? But we think it has to be so complicated. But so with that being said about tapping into your intuition and all of that, and I think that, no, I know that a lot of times the reason why women don't use their voice and their intuition is it's a worthiness issue. So what hurdles did you have to overcome to get where you are now? I mean... Do you have, do you have an hour and a half? <laughs> I got a couch. You want to lay down on my couch? <laughs> and I'm like thinking about the hurdles. I'm like, that makes me tired. Just thinking, yeah. going. In. it's hard yeah. enough for me to run on the track. But when I think of the hurdles <laughs> added, I'm like, damn, I'm tired right now. So many, you know, but you know, I'll tell you right now, gee, here's my new thing. There are no hurdles. Ooh. There, are, there are none. Because truthfully, half of those I put in my own way, right? There, that's going back again to the permission, Right. Who are you to have a podcast? Who wants to hear your voice, Liz? Who are you to think that someone would want to hear what you have to say? Who are you to be a coach, Liz? What are you doing? You don't even know what those masterminds are. You don't even know what this is. Like, how are you starting your own master? These are all things that I said to myself. Those are self-imposed hurdles. And Mm -hmm. I can either choose to listen to that and keep the hurdle there and maybe even fall on my face because I've scared the shit out of myself trying to make myself not do the thing I want to do. Or I can say to myself, okay, oh, listen to that voice. Oh, interesting. That's so interesting Mm -hmm. that I'm feeling that fear and that little mean girl is trying to talk to me. Now, is she telling the truth? Yes, she is. I don't know. I've never done a podcast or a mastermind. I don't even, yes, you're right. I don't know what I'm doing. You're right. But at the same time, I do. There's something I know and I feel it and I'm getting this intuitive hit and I feel it in my bones and my body. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm going to do it anyway. And I think when you, it's not about ignoring the hurdles necessarily, but not becoming your own hurdle, right? Ah. Like there are already enough real hurdles, right? Being a woman in general can be very hard. Having kids, all the things we have, husbands, all the things. Why be your own hurdle? Mm -hmm. So now I feel like there's no hurdles because it's really up to me, you know, radical personal responsibility. It's up to me how my life goes. This is my one big, beautiful life. And God bless America. I am not going to waste it. I'm not going to waste a damn second G. And I am I am in a romance with life right now. I am in ah. a romance. I, I just literally feel it in my bones. Everything I do, I'm like, I'm going to live into this. I took my kid to Disneyland. I was sitting outside watching the sunset, drinking a martini at the end of my Disneyland day. And I was like, it's beautiful here. I can find the beauty everywhere. I just have to give it to myself and allow it. And I Uh, think that is the bottom line. I want to suck your face. (laughs) (laughs) I just love you. I love you. You're my favorite. One of my, you have a lot of quotes. I love them. You know that. And one of my favorite is that just came out of your month long trip to Italy. Yes. Liz went on a month long trip to Italy. That'll be our next podcast on how that you can create ease and flow and have an amazing and incredible successful business and still go away for a month to freaking Italy and come back and re-enter in ease and flow. But while you were there, you said, I am my own vacation. 
And you are your own big, beautiful life and full of beauty and you find it everywhere. And there are no obstacles. There's only lessons, wins, celebrations. We choose to keep the information from the data from the lesson or change it or whatever. It's freaking beautiful. I love you. Yes. I am my own vacation literally came when, you know, my teenagers were melting down in Italy. My, my mother is starting to get on my nerves. Like, you know, all the normal thing, all the hurdles, all the Mm -hmm. hurdles just appearing. And I started to get really upset. I started to be like, I'm in Italy. This is my vacation. I deserve this. Why do these people have to ruin my vacation? And then I thought, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold Hold the phone. What if I am my own vacation? What if they're allowed to feel tired and not want to go somewhere or, you know, annoyed about this and that, but what if I can feel like I'm on my own vacation and I can do what I want to, that I have my complete and total freedom in this moment to feel how I want to feel regardless of how they feel. And that was so freeing to me. And every way, every morning I woke up and I wrote it down, I am my own vacation. And I had the most wonderful time. I didn't have to ride the roller coaster of other people's emotions and feelings. I could have my own feelings and feel good. So that was a, that was an incredible blessing to me. I love you. I love you. I could talk to you for five days straight. I love it. So listen, <laughs> ladies. Will you move coming, in, Jean? Yes, you know, we're starting a compound. Coming from Liz, there are no hurdles and do not become your own internal hurdle. There's only lessons, right? I love it. And so Liz, I love you so much. I want everyone to know how do people work with you? Well, you can go to LizSwatek.com. The V is like a W, people, but it's L-I-Z-S-V-A-T-E-K.com. You can go to LizSwatek.com or you can follow me at Liz.Swatek on Instagram. I also have a little 30-day challenge I'd like to give free to your people, G. So I will give you the free link for the 30-day challenge. If you want to just kind of dip your toe in with me, I would love to offer that to your wicked wealthy women because, you know, the the women who are going to be listening to this podcast, they are going to be epic, epic women. And I want them all to have a little 30 day fun thing from me. All right. I love that. Awesome. Thank you. I love that. All right. Here it is. The speed round. Are you ready? I'm so excited. Okay. Listen, one, I'm a karaoke queen who can't carry out a tune and don't care. I need to know your favorite song. Well, I have so many favorite songs. Okay. But when I think about this question, because I kind of feel like it's like, what's the song that's like the most like me, right? I think of that song. I get knocked down, but I get up again. I get up again. But I get up again. Oh my God. That was one of my dad's favorites. I love that. crazy. That is so awesome. I love it. All right. Give us one self-care tip you use regularly. I mean, I hate to say it because I was so anti-meditation for so long. <laughs> it would be like, go meditate. And I'd be like, screw you. I am not doing that. It doesn't work. I don't it have- doesn't work. I can't sit still. I'm too busy. I get it. I get it. But you know what? Set a timer for five minutes. Go sit somewhere quiet outside indoors. I don't care. And just for five minutes, listen to the sound of you because we hear so many things. We're just inundated all day long. People talking at us, the news, our phones, Instagram, scrolling, scrolling. We're scrolling ourselves to death. You need at least five minutes of meditation, of just quiet. And I think it's a game changer when you can give yourself that. So that's my that's my biggest tip. Couldn't agree more. All right, ready? Fill yes. the blank. I am a wicked wealthy woman because 
I am a wicked wealthy woman because my wealth is measured by my mental wealth, not just by my bank account, but how I feel. And I feel good. I feel good. I knew that I would now because I got to chat with Liz today. I love you. Thank you so much for being here, Liz, and being my number one. I love your face. You're my number one. So I love, <laughs> I'd love to have you on the podcast. Once your podcast launches, G, I'm going to have you on too. So you can talk about your experience because I'm really excited what you're doing for women and what you're doing for everyone, being a wicked, wealthy woman yourself, being an example. So thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you, love. Love you. All righty, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, And if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star written review. This is the Wicked Wealthy Woman Podcast with me, Gina Marie. Remember, everyone, including you, is a wicked wealthy woman. You just need to unleash her.